welcome to Butter With That. Um, hopefully at this point, you know, it's a movie podcast with uh, people who are friends who talk about movies and, and other random stuff that pops in our head. Um, it feels like it's been a while since we recorded, but I guess it hasn't really been that long. Like time our normal amount of time. Nothing. Time okay. truly. I was like, I feel like it's been an ages since we've been here. But how is everyone doing? What's uh, what's going on with people? I finally saw the favorite in theaters. Did you like it? It was amazing. It's real good. Um, a lot of like use of like a fisheye lens kind of thing to like really put you inside the room. And I was reading later that the director wanted to make it seem like that the palace was enormous and that all of these rich people were just like isolating themselves in this and that they were like cut off from what the people thought. Mm-hmm. And so different. Nick Holt was pretty that. funny in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he was in it? Yeah, he is. He's only in it for like a little bit. He's some random politician. But like there's a part where he comes into Emma Stone's room and is just like, like, hello. And she was like, are you here to, like, seduce me or rape me? And he's like, I'm a gentleman. She goes, so rape then? And it's just, like, <laughs> such a good line. And I was like, yeah. He he just is, like, a total douche, but he's, like, very funny. Um, yeah. You would enjoy it. I still gotta see it. Yeah. It's such Production like a, a, design looks so cool. And it's, like, a feminine, like, powerhouse. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, Like, all sure. the men are just big doofuses and look ridiculous when the women are, like, who gets All the ladies done. are really cool. good. Yeah. Nice. And all the scenes that were like shot at night were shot only with candlelight. Ooh, like uh what's that movie? Uh Barry Lyndon? There's some movie that uh what's his face did that was notable for just using candlelight for all mm. the scenes. Um I recently watched Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh with Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah. You liked it? It was wonderful. It was so good. Uh yeah, it's about this uh, woman who's a writer in the 80s and had written some moderately successful biographies. And then all of a sudden she is sort of more down on hard times, can't find a like good book deal, and starts forging letters that she convinces collectors are written by famous mm. people. And funny. she's like using her craft to write these amazing letters mm-hmm. that are believable. And um, it's just, it's so well done. Oh, cool. And Melissa McCarthy's wonderful. Yeah, I would like to see that. Sam, have you seen anything lately? Yeah, actually. So um, first, I watched Office Space, which, Connor, I forgot to bring you your DVD. Okay, you're holding it ransom. That's right. I'm holding it. So <laughs> let's let's air this out. Uh-oh. So butter with that, fam. Um, Connor has not seen Beetlejuice. Mm. And that's fine. You know, it's okay. I loaned him Beetlejuice back in September. How many times have you watched it since then? Uh, 100. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. 100 times. (laughs) That doesn't sound true. (laughs) I watch Beetlejuice every night. (laughs) That's usually me. (laughs) Not for the past six months. Nope, not since then. But Office Um, Space. (laughs) So I watched Office Space and... You know, I can see why it was a funny movie and why it might have been like a cult classic. But I think that if I was my age now, which is 28, um, back when it first came out, I would have like really related to it. And I thought it was really funny. But I was like, eh. But like, I understand. I can like there were some funny bits. I really related to the printer part when they're just (laughs) fucking it up. Mm -hmm. There's a printer at work that like, oh, (laughs) I dream Mm -hmm. of doing that someday. I don't know if I mentioned this on the um, last week's episode, but that when uh, Michael Bolton goes, uh, PC Lodair, what the, what the shit is this? That was an improvised line because he was just trying to do the normal printer thing. And then it said PC like popped up on the actual <laughs> printer and he's like, what the 
fuck is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. And they just kept it in the movie. Yeah, that's good. Um, so on Sunday, I like watched a ton of movies. So I watched Office Space, and then immediately following, I watched Venom. Hell yeah! For the first time, <laughs> which I said this to Tori, I was like, you know what? It was a really good movie up until the point Venom actually like gets into Eddie, and then it becomes a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so entertained by that movie. Oh my god. And I was god. like, I should not like this movie as much as I do, but like it's it's so funny. Some of the dialogue is like really ugh, like not good, but damn, it was so fun. I also love Tom Hardy. I know. <laughs> the the at the end of the movie when um Eddie calls Venom a parasite and he Venom flips out and he's like, Apologize. <laughs> I laughed then, and then I also laughed at the part where he's like, you know, Eddie, on my home planet, I was what you call a loser. I just... I know, like, Venom just gets real, like... <laughs> As if you just say, back in middle school. Oh, <laughs> Back on my home planet. So, <sighs> recommend. Please watch that movie. Yeah. Please, God. I feel like this went from a movie, like, when it premiered, like, I had zero interest in seeing, and now as time has gone on, and kind of like the mythos of, like, this weird movie. <laughs> it's so worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> yeah, super big fan. Um, what have I seen recently? I, this also because I can't remember like anything, but we I've been trying to do the letterbox and be really good about like making sure I log everything. Um, so I saw the Terminator for the first time the other day. Oh, seriously? one yep. Whoa, how'd it go? Uh, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of, like, Garrett kept saying, like, people usually, like, talk about T2 being, like, really, really amazing, but, like... It is. The, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed, like, the first one, so I'm excited to see the others. I haven't seen a lot of those, like, 80s action movies, so, um, yeah. It's, like, a huge gap in my knowledge, so I was very excited to see that. Um, also watch Freddy vs. Jason, uh, no, which... Nice. Ooh, that movie is not good, but it's it rough. is fun. <laughs> it's a classic. What do you mean? It's like, oh my god! It's it. I gave it like a two star review on Letterbox, but then I was like, it's but it's fun as fuck. So I was like, it's two star movie, but you should watch it. <laughs> and you're saying that there were there's a good amount of practical effects. Yeah, I was surprised. Like when they could do like real like looking blood, they did, and when it was CGI blood, it was like obviously stuff they couldn't <laughs> like right, do. Right. So I was like. Like, I'm a big fan of that. And we've just gone through the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, and so now we have to watch the remake of Nightmare and then also Ooh. the um, uh, the Friday the 13th from the 2000s. Um, so we were, like, really excited to watch the Friday the 13th because I just bought it on DVD. But uh, we are going to have to do the um, Nightmare one first just to keep us motivated because neither of us wants to watch it. And I, I've seen it I think maybe twice and it's real bad. So I like really don't want to watch it again but like we have to get through. Who are the famous people in that one? Uh, Rumi Mara? Rumi right? Mara. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's That was like an early role for her I guess. Um, so yeah I saw that. Um, and then I also saw Fletch for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett was having a bad day. He was just, like, exhausted. And he's like, can we just watch Fletch? <laughs> I was like, sure. Um, it was funny. I, like, I haven't seen a ton of, like, Chevy Chase stuff either. Um, so I, it was, like, you know. Um, but I also saw City of the Living Dead, which is a Fulci movie. Um, so it's a of the dead, like, from the Italian, like, directors. That was, like, a whole thing. Um, yeah. It does not make a lot of sense, uh, <laughs> but it was also really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And the music is really, really good. Um, if you like um, some of that um, 
giallo kind of um, horror movie stuff. So, yeah. Um, cool. Any Anything else, guys? Dave, have you seen anything recently? Um, I saw uh, I saw Miss Sloan, uh, Jessica Chastain oh, movie where yeah. she plays oh. a, a, a she lobbyist. Down, like the gun lobbyist. Is that <laughs> she does a lot of or stuff. Or does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually that mean? part a, of the uh, gun lobbyist. Is like, a gun? Or she, she plays she's a an, gun. She's anti-gun lobby. Okay. She's an anti-gun lobbyist, right. which is like, wouldn't that be nice? But uh, yeah, what fantasy world? But it's it's like one of those like uh, it's this guy's only uh, only a written movie, um, but it got like this huge budget and everything. Uh, it tries like really hard to be like an Alan Sorkin project, but like totally isn't. Mm. And it's like clearly one of those scripts that's written from the like point that like they just want the central character to be like so thoroughly one step ahead of everybody in this like Machiavellian way that there's literally moments where like other characters are just like, my God, you were pulling the strings the whole time. (laughs) It gets so hammy and dumb. So I thought it was really bad, but I had a great time watching it. Oh, cool. It was like like a sport watch, you know, just like uh, one of those movies you watch just to uh, come up with. It's just improvise uh, stuff on top of Is it like a Michael Clayton? Like, does she see, like, a Ooh, white Michael horse in the distance and is like, I now know how to, like, I don't know, do my job? <laughs> um, no, she's just, uh... <laughs> or I, I now know what I have to do. There's some, like, yeah. She's just, like, a perfectly brilliant lobbyist. She's just brilliant. The movie wants you to know she's brilliant. The characters say she's brilliant. Mm. And it's, everything. Uh, it's that kind of movie. Mm. No Tilda Swinton, like, sweating, you know, like, stall she cries once and then pops i, I believe a couple of speed pills that's, like, yeah. that's weirdly the one thing i remember about michael clayton <laughs> i still just I remember in a car bathroom. on fire also <laughs> that's yeah, a good movie yeah, that's a much yeah. better movie than this one. Oh wait and that's he gets out of the car mm-hmm. to go check out the horse mm-hmm. and then it explodes mm-hmm. right? yeah right right yep. yes yeah mm. good stuff <laughs> horses cars still the sweat sweating <clears throat> we've really yeah I mean we should just end the episode now we've talked about all the things <laughs> we needed to talk about all the bullet points are checked off but alas we will go on um, <laughs> we must <laughs> um, so we are in our 90s month which I think we decided because of Captain Marvel coming out right because that's set in the 90s was that like sure our... is sure okay. is yeah. who doesn't want to think about the 90s yeah the sure. 90s are great Yeah, the 90s are back in more powerful than ever. I was a 1990 <laughs> baby, so I was like right, right at the beginning. Right there. Yeah. You were ready. Um, yeah, floor. I was like real excited for it. I embraced it wholeheartedly. <laughs> Ground <floor. laughs> um, So we've all been like picking 90s movies. Um, so my pick was Clueless, and mostly just because like when we said 90s, it was the first thing that came to my head. Mm-hmm. I had this huge list that I was trying to like narrow down, but I was like, oh, like Clueless is yeah. so is the most 90s thing ever. Good, so. Good choice go with your gut yeah um which everyone here has seen clueless no <gasps> oh really oh yeah connor hasn't not seen it okay seen Clueless. well you're gonna have to watch it immediately mm-hmm. um we'll take a short break as connor went <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, out an hour and a half so clueless uh came out in 1995 so right mid 90s like perfectly um it's directed by amy heckerling um, and I looked up some of the other stuff she's done because I also didn't realize it was a female director for this um, mm-hmm. until like I was looking stuff up. Um, so she also did a European Vacation, 
Um, she did the Fast Time movie as well as some uh-huh. of the TV show episodes because I guess they made Fast Times a TV show, which I didn't realize. Briefly, I think, yeah. Um, she also did some stuff on like Gossip Girl, Carrie Diaries, and also like did a few of the directorial stuff for the Clueless TV show. Um, which, which was also so good. Which I remember really liking a lot. Oh, I like kind shit. of forgot about it and then was like, holy shit. I think there was like a haunted house, like kind of like a murder mystery episode that I remember pretty vividly in that. But I think she also did uh, the Look Who's Talking series. Oh, really? No way. I, yeah. <laughs> With Bruce that, Willis and John That's Travolta. what came up when Damn. I was looking other stuff that she had directed. Oh, boy. Yeah, she did a ton of stuff. Um, I was I Night was of pretty... the Roxbury came up as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, damn. Wow. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so Clueless is great. Um, we're gonna get more into it. Um, but one of the things I want to say right off the bat is that I don't know. I assume it's like more known now, but like I didn't realize it until like later on that Clueless is an adaptation of Emma by Jane Austen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I realized it when I was watching Emma, uh, which came out the year after Clueless, which I also think is interesting. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and like also Sam and I. Um, so in at the Woodlands in mm-hmm. West Philadelphia, they host a a lot of cool events, but they host a Jane Austen night every year, I think. Right. Every year in the summer. Yeah. Or they try to. Yeah. Um, so Sam and I went to one and it was lovely. We watched uh, Emma and Clueless and we also <laughs> got to write. um Oh my god, I still right. have the letter you wrote me. <laughs> we got to like pen actual with, like, letters. Quills and like oh. quills. Uh, like um, and taking the, the, the candle seal. with the wax and yeah. It was the best. It was great. There was like a costume contest, so everyone did like clueless outfits. Did you guys and stuff. dress it was up? The best. No. No. No, we weren't that prepared. Um, you can either dress from the nineties, so like the nineteen nineties, like yeah. or like whenever like the mm-hmm. is it like eighteen nineties? Yeah. Well, they were trying to make a joke. Like <laughs> it's like whatever Uh, 90s means to you (laughs) yeah um but yeah we that was amazing i had such a good time um but yeah so it they like showed them side by side um which was pretty cool um they're the same they're they're yeah they're (laughs) almost like completely identical i couldn't believe it which is pretty cool um so yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the movie. Um, but uh, first off, we want to do trailer, and we've expanded a little bit too to also cover like marketing and like like posters and things like that. So that was Connor this week. So Connor, uh, would you? Oh wait, yeah, right. That's yep, how we yep, did it. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> so I just, really have been a while. It was my idea, and I confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Connor, please. Um, so I've not seen Clueless, but I watched the trailer, and I was kind of surprised because I feel like most like. 80s, 90s, early 2000s trailers have, like, the voiceover guy. Mm. Uh, but this is no voiceover. This is um, <clears throat> just uh, characters from the movie and just some kind of, like, really funny scenes. And for what I got from it is kind of like a Mean Girls sort of vibe mm. in terms of, like, these girls in high school trying to just, like, do their thing, be hip, mm-hmm. be cool, trying to, like, survive the high school world. Is that true at all? A little bit, kind of? yeah. It's so interesting, though, because Cher, the, the main character, narrates the movie. So it's funny oh. that they didn't have her in the trailer at <clears throat> yeah. all. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure she was in the trailer, but mm. not narrated in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, it opens with her talking about, like, uh, Haiti, like mm-hmm. the Haitian. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Scene. And the guy from, um, 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 what's the, the um, God, the movie with the, the one that everybody quotes all the time. The Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? The inconceivable guy. Inconceivable. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's oh, that's guy, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's one the of teacher. the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Hall. Yep. So he was in that. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So there's like 
90s-ish people. Happened in the 80s, 90s. Um, the fashion was amazing. Everyone's wearing, like, funny hats and knee-high stockings and mm-hmm. fun skirts. Um, so lots of really cool costumes. Donald Faison is in it. He has braces. He's also in the TV show, too. Oh, he is? Mm. Yeah. Oh, the, I forgot. The cast is almost identical, except for Alicia Silverstone. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the trailer was just like a lot of fun, no narration, and Paul but Rudd. just like, mm. and Paul oh, Rudd, I was surprised to see him, his oh. face pop up in the trailer too. God. So now yeah. this cast made me really interested in seeing the movie, a movie I really haven't known anything about. Oh, cool. Um, I tried to look up some marketing stuff, but sometimes this stuff is sort of hard to figure out. The mm. movie had a budget of around 12 to $14 million. Mm. So typically rule of thumb is you double the budget, uh, double the budget. So the marketing was probably around somewhere between 12 to 14 mm. million dollars. And from what I was finding online, um, this movie got passed around between a few studios mm-hmm. and nobody really wanted to make it until Paramount came in. Oh, interesting. I uh, thought that they had a really, um, like really cool movie idea on their mm-hmm. hands. And during, after the first test screening, whoever the head of uh, Paramount is didn't have any notes because mm-hmm. uh-huh. it was so good. So this movie is good as is. Wow. No, you don't have to do. Maybe they did reshoots or whatnot, but she said, "I have no notes for me. Go on and continue wow. making what you're making." They put a lot of ads on MTV, mm. um, so Which it seems like they were really yeah, trying to hone in on this teens, '90s teens crowd. Uh, this movie was a mega hit. This is one of the most successful movies of the year. Mm. Um, in it made around fifty-five million dollars at the box office, mm. which would be around a hundred. And I think it said $10 million today, $120 Wow, million. wow. that's um, crazy. <laughs> so the fact that such a small, like, teen movie in today would make, like, you know, $100 million would mm-hmm. be, like, phenomenal for any movie. Hmm. Especially coming out in the summer when there's so much other just shit landing mm-hmm. yeah. in yeah. the summer that it really made a huge splash. And I think it's interesting that, was there a sequel? Was there cool? no, There was a musical that came out recently. Oh. <laughs> I think they're doing a reboot. That's what I heard, mm-hmm. but I really hope they don't. Yeah, I feel like I heard that recently, too, and I was kind of like, eh. Because I feel like one, one key thing about the 90s, and I guess that's true today, is, like, lots of sequels mm. for, like, successful things. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's always been true, but I feel like the 90s especially, just really garbage sequels. So I'm mm. surprised mm. that, like... Well, they I, went to the TV show. Oh, it was the TV show right after? Yeah. It oh, was, cool. yeah, it was, like, almost immediately after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Uh, the poster pulled that up. Um, you got the three the three leading ladies on it. Mm-hmm. Can't really see it on air, but if you just do a quick Google, mm-hmm. uh, they're wearing fun things. They're standing on a staircase and they're ready for school. <laughs> they're wearing fun things. <laughs> ready for school. Thanks, thanks, Connor. They're using the big cell phones back Those, in the day. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. oh, the one scene in the trailer. Um, one girl's walking and saying, "Oh my god, he gave me like a C minus." And the other girl comes up. They're both talking on the phone still as they're walking. Down. Oh yeah, yeah I it's forgot. Just like, uh, mm-hmm. Lots stuff. of like fun yeah. moments like that. I mean, everyone loves that cell phone echo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. Dave's over it. Not as much fun as you think. (laughs) No, it's good stuff. So that is the uh, trailer and marketing report. Oh, cool. Uh, Well, thank you. Um, Word. And I, are you? Do you still like? Are you excited to see this movie eventually? Definitely. Yeah. I'll probably watch it soonish. Yeah, right after Beetlejuice. (laughs) Before the hundred first time. (laughs) I was gonna say, oh, Connor, you can borrow my car, and then I was like, like, no, 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 you're not. Um, and Christine, you did reviews, uh, which I'm interested in, um, specifically because like this movie seems to be pretty highly regarded. Um, so I assume there's a lot of good. Um, so yeah, what, what's going on? Yeah. So it got 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, reading not only, um, critical reviews that appeared in publications, but also user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes across the board, 
people really like this movie, um, whether having watched it for the first time or revisiting it kind of with for that nostalgia factor. Um, even reviews that came out in 95 when the movie came out said this movie feels very 1990s, which is interesting <laughs> for a review to be like, this feels very like right now. <laughs> Um, whether it was, and then, and then there were some like anniversary reviews that were like, mm. you know, looking, um, back 20 years also feels very rude in the nineties, whether it was like the soundtrack, one review mentioned like two, not one, but two mighty, mighty Boston songs. <laughs> yep. Um, and then like some one was talking about Paul Rudd as being this sort of like proto hipster before hipster became a term where he's oh like obsessed God. with Radiohead and he's like very like moody. Uh, and then the cell phones everywhere, but the big brick cell phones mm. with the big antennas um, is just like a nice relic from <laughs> the mid nineties. And then the clothing, um, the plaid skirts, the, the knee high socks. And a, apparently not only was this, sort of looking back at that movie, you're like, oh yeah, people were wearing like plaid skirts and knee highs. But really what I read was this movie actually um, caused like fashion trends mm. to begin based on what Cher was mm. wearing and what her uh, friends were wearing. I had one little note on that yeah. is that uh, during the film, there are 53 different kinds of tartan slash plaid used, <laughs> oh, seven God. of which what? are worn by Cher and 12 by other major oh, characters. That yellow plaid outfit with the jacket oh, and matching skirts. So much. Oh, my God. Iconic. Yes. And who was that like singer, rapper, Iggy Azalea? Oh, she like lifted a lot of the imagery from this movie for a video or something like that. Yeah, for her music video, which yeah. like oh, disrespectful, but also like you immediately <laughs> knows. You, yeah, you you immediately know what she's doing because mm -hmm. you're like, oh my god, it's Cher, it's Clueless, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and then every like everyone agreed that Alicia Silverstone was perfect for the main character of Cher. Um, that she she perfectly nails this. Um, performance of like, like being obs like obsessed with shopping and like having her friends and not really giving a shit about school, but also having these wonderfully searing denouncements about like everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> with like this wonderful sort of smile and casual air, and that balance Silverstone captures so well, uh, and that people were like, we couldn't really see anybody else doing that and mm. uh doing it so well she didn't uh even audition for the didn't even have to audition for the role in the movie it says well oh my god so well. I, apparently there were other actresses at the time that were that were being proposed as possible shares gwyneth paltrow no. angelina Ju which Jolie, which is so weird because she's, she's the next year she that plays emma is very interesting yeah. um and then it was interesting like angelina jolie was considered but then Somebody deemed her too knowing, which I was like, tell me more. Okay. What does that mean exactly? But like, and I then... feel like I know what that means. Like, in <laughs> Somehow, some way. Like, like yeah. wise beyond your years? She just was always seemed kind of older, you know? Like, or maybe clueless. she had more, no. like, more of an intensity than Cher necessarily like a, a needed. a quality of thoughtfulness that's a little too... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she couldn't... I don't think she could pull that off. Um, no, Reese Witherspoon yeah. was also considered and Carrie Russell. So oh, yeah. Carrie Those Russell. Those could have, oh, could have been... Oh, and then for... Um, who's the stepbrother's character? Uh, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Paul yeah, Rudd. I don't remember. Yeah, His so name is Josh. Josh. Uh, ben Affleck was considered and Zach Braff. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, boo, boo, boo. Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who are in love with each other. Oh. 
The only, uh, so I was looking through some user reviews uh, and a couple mentions of this stood out as things that people were like, hmm, looking back, that's a little weird. Essentially is like a character that's supposed to be 16 years old, essentially getting with her, like her college age stepbrother. I think it's the stepbrother thing that doesn't really. Ooh, is that in the movie? Well, it's her stepbrother, but like, yeah. I think that's not so much a concern, but just thinking yeah. he's like supposed to be like a senior in college and she's like 16, 16. <laughs> but, oh. um, you know, love has no bounds. So whatever. And since it's an adaptation, mm. I think it's like, yeah. 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 The, in in the Emma one, he's also a little older too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I mean, hey, the movie like, uh, when every time I watch that movie, I'm like, it's it's beautiful. So. You just fall in love with Paul Rudd. I mean, you're it's like over how can you not? You're like over again. Paul Rudd right now, you look as you did. He looks younger almost. It's astonishing. <laughs> the only thing better than 1990s Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd now. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing better. <laughs> he's found the anti aging serum. <laughs> So that's what I got as okay. far as my... Interesting. My, yeah. Oh, and um, it makes me want to rewatch it so bad. I know. I, mm. like, just want to mm. watch it right now. Um, that also reminds me when we were, when you were, like, talking that um, when I was in California last year, um, my friend lived near the um, liquor store with the clown uh, that Cher, like, ends up being oh, at. Right. And so I took a picture of it, and I was just like, ah, I'm here! Like, it was that's such cool. an exciting thing <laughs> that, like, that was one of the few, like, you know, things in, you know, California that I got to check out. I actually have one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And that is the fact that my cell phone that is ringing. That your phone ringing is going off, yeah. really apologize. Your ringtone, uh, God. Uh, Please tell me it's, it's apparent. <laughs> it says restricted. Oh, no. So, uh, no. Uh, the one last thing was when I was actually looking at uh, one specific review, and it was showing the top six credited people involved in the production. When you mentioned that you were surprised that it was, a, like, a female director, mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, I wonder how many other, like, parts, like, credited people mm -hmm. um uh are female in the production and the music soup three of them music supervision uh the editor and the costume designer mm. and mona may who's the costume designer mm. was also credited as just being like fucking yeah nailing it <laughs> so um, good so that was kind of cool to see as well i think like, i had one the outfit production. that felt like it was like a a clueless outfit when i was a kid and i got it from the american girl catalog <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Sam, I know you've seen this a bunch, but, mm -hmm. um, so I guess like I'll give like a brief synopsis. So this is a, so Clueless is an adaptation of Emma by Jane Austen, um, which is basically about this like younger girl who's like taking care of her father who, um, the mother is like passed away. And so it's just been the two of them for a really long time. And then she also has this like ex-stepbrother character who, like, comes in and is, like, close with the father. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's just, like, around and has, like, kind of, like, grown up with her. Um, so in the movie, like, uh, Alicia Silverstone plays Cher, so she's the, the main character there. Um, and kind of just gets, like, a she gets, like, interested in matchmaking, and that's, like, kind of the, the big part of, like, the movie and also, like, the story in general. Um, she sets up her two teachers to, like, make um, them, like, not be such harsh graders, because if they're happy, like, then it'll, like, be better. Interesting, and, that's not in the trailer at all. Yeah, yeah, so, like, it's, like, I don't know, it's, like, a pretty big part of it, but also, like, I don't know, it's, like, not as present as I was expected to be, since it's it feels more present in Emma, I guess, mm -hmm. that she's, like, a matchmaker. It's definitely a side part. Mm -hmm. I think, like, her quest for, like, uh, 
finding meaning mm-hmm. and being a good person yeah. and not being so self-centered like she was accused yeah. by Josh is like the purpose mm-hmm. of the movie. And so that's just one of those areas. Because she's mm-hmm. like, and we'll get into this more, but like she is like a pretty like caring character. Like she takes care of her father. Like she, you know, cares a lot about her like female friends. And like, even though she's trying to like find easy ways to get better grades, she obviously cares like about school and knows that's important and stuff too. Um, and it seems like she just kind of feels like she knows what's best for like everyone in her life um which is not usually the case um so and i think yeah like being like you know um you know she ends up being clueless i guess in like a lot of respects to like things going on but um yeah i don't know if there's anything specifically you want to um add to like the general synopsis of it before we like get into the movie just that it's great Mm mm-hmm it, it is great. And if yeah. you haven't seen it by now, please watch it. I know it's, it's yeah, the movie is great. Um, and I almost, I was trying to figure out how to bring up, like, feminist issues that, were like, the movie, like, didn't do right or that, like, Jane Austen didn't do right and stuff. But, like, you know, even though, like, a lot of, like, Jane Austen stuff is, like, kind of just focused around, like, these strong female characters, but still marriage and money are, like, super important. Like, the characters themselves are still, like, really interesting and complex. Um, so, like, I had trouble finding, like, many of those, like, issues that I wanted to point out, because this movie, like, actually does really well with its characters, I think. Hmm. Um so, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think that Cher is one of the most nuanced characters mm. that I've seen in a while, which, at first glance, you might think that that's kind of weird because mm. Cher does seem so superficial, but mm-hmm. she's so well-rounded. So, you, you know, you have the typical popular girl who comes from money, and so you're like, oh, I know what to expect from her. But then, so her father's a litigator, that's what she says, mm-hmm. and um, he makes... $500 a minute or something along those lines. Yeah, it's it's an hour, an hour. And um, so, so she says that. So she's very aware of the things that he does, but also like he sort of shaped her to be a really great great debater but also someone who's not afraid to go out and get what she wants mm-hmm. so like when she does receive those grades on her report card she finds ways to bump those up and so like she's clever in that way mm-hmm. too and she's also kind of like ambitious and like a little like skeevy way mm-hmm. because you know she goes up to her PE teacher and she's like this boy broke my heart and I couldn't think of anything else that's why I can't focus on um, PE and she's like boy suck that's the teacher <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> and so um, you see that and then you also see this side of Cher where she is really caring and so she ca- takes care of her father over and over again but also on the flip side of that she takes the new girl played by Brittany mm-hmm. Murphy under her wing and her name is Tay and so or Ty? Ty. I think it's Ty. Ty, but, but it's spelled T A I. Yeah. And um at first you're like, oh wow, look at this popular girl taking this new girl who's like clearly not in the same social class under her wing. But then the the flaw to share is she's trying to make over people in her image because mm-hmm. she thinks she knows what's best. Yeah. And so, like, you you have the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and it still doesn't make her a shitty character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Brittany Murphy just happens to be a character that's, like, very pliable and obviously has, like, mm-hmm. I would say, like, some self-esteem issues and stuff. So, like, when Cher is like, oh, no, 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 like, these are the things you want, she's, like, very receptive to it. Like, mm-hmm. initially she has a crush on uh, the stoner character played by 
um, oh, Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer, yeah, who yeah. I recently just saw in Freddy's Dead. <laughs> also, that's one of the reasons why Donald Faison was excited. He met Paul Rudd and like thought Paul Rudd was great, and then he was like, "Oh, I recognize that guy from Freddy's Dead. Like, I'm so excited to be in this movie." <laughs> um, so I just saw this movie called Love Simon for the first time. It's mm-hmm. so oh, wonderful. Good. Um, it's very good. And there's a character in it named Martin who I was like, God, he just feels like the guy from Clueless and Breckenmeyer. Like it, he looks like um mm-hmm. same kind oh, of character, weird. a little bit more of a dickhead yeah. in Love, Simon. But I was like, mm, yeah. And my roommate was like, I didn't say Breckenmeyer, but I was like the guy from Clueless. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, or like Breckenmeyer. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're the same person. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, yeah, like initially she has a crush on this like stoner character, which they also do a good job of like showing that like just because he's like different. And like kind of a, a stoner kid, like he's not a bad guy overall. He's like a, a pretty nice dude, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. he seems like he cares about Brittany Murphy a lot. But then she was like, "No, no, no, you want this uh, rich guy um, who is played by was it Jeremy Sisto? Yeah, um, and I forget his name. Uh, it's like like so, something was, with an I'm E, like Elliot. Yeah, no. I think it's Elliot. I took a, a screenshot Ethan? of all the actors on my phone. It's definitely it's Elton. 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 Elton, of course. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then she's like, oh, yeah, of course I like him. Um, but, you know, she's, like, trying to, like, she's, like, kind of treating a lot of the characters in her life like they're, you know, pieces on, like, a chessboard or something. And she can, like, move them around and do these things to them. And, like, sometimes that doesn't work out. Like, Elton doesn't like Brittany Murphy's character at all. So mm-hmm. it's, like, then those issues start to arise and, like, kind of show, like, some cracks in what she thinks is, like, going to work and what is right for everyone, too. Is Elton the swing guy? No. Like, who's, like, obsessed with, like, swing music? No, no, no. that's Christian. That's Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, which... Oh, in, that's who she goes on a date yeah. with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. another thing I think is interesting is, like, at the beginning, you kind of get the feel that, like, Cher isn't really interested in, like, romantic relationships at all. She thinks, like, the guys in her high school are kind of gross. She has some line that's just, like, um... Like, I can't even, like, be committed or, like, you know, I can't even, like, um... She says, you see how picky I am about yeah, my yeah, shoes yeah. and they only go on my feet. Yeah, so it's, like, <laughs> that's kind of, like, the the line that's, like, oh, yeah. Um, and it's kind of obvious that, like, her friends have done more, like, you know, um, sexual stuff than she has. They're, like, sitting down, which, when I first saw that as a young child, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> I was like, ah, this is all about sex. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that the tagline on the posters is, uh... Let's say it says sex, clothes, popularity, whatever. Oh, interesting. As if they should have said as if. So, say, that makes yeah. it sound like a Bretty Sinellis book or something. <laughs> <laughs> the director actually spent some time in and around um, yeah. California high schools so she could really learn the lingo and everything else. And so she actually heard them use mm-hmm. as if. And that's <laughs> oh, why. Yeah, that's that's right, like yeah. when Tom Holland went to a high school in Queens. I know. So cute. Yeah, it's like, I was, when I was, like, looking up stuff about this movie, too, I was surprised at, like, how much work she put in to, like, you know, making these characters really interesting and, like, the clothes and the language and those two things, I think, are really, really stand out. Like, Christine, I noticed you saw, like, the, a lot of the 20-year anniversary stuff because that was 2015. Um, And, like, everything was, like, oh, the fashion, you know? Like, that's, like, (laughs) one of the things that sticks out and is, like, kind of, like, iconic and timeless for that movie. Um, But, like, I, I really... 
like her character. Um, and one one of the t- articles I saw from the New York Times when this movie first came out was just, um, it was by Janet Maslin, and it just said a teenager who's clear on her priorities, which I thought hmm. was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think although she has, like, her faults, I was like, yeah, that's, like, a very good way to, like, put that character. Yeah. And, you know, so Josh, played by Paul Rudd, is mm-hmm. her ex-stepbrother. So that means um, Cher's father had been married to Josh's mother. Then they got divorced pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So it was only a very short period of time. But Josh and and, um, Cher's father, I think his name is Mel. I believe so. um, Yes. They bonded. So that's why he still comes around. There's several times where Josh says that Cher is like really superficial, doesn't care about anybody else, but like but herself and fashion and everything like that. And Cher like really takes time to consider like, Mm -hmm. maybe I don't. And so, you know, she does make changes to herself Mm -hmm. to, to be better. Mm -hmm. And whether or not that's just because she's trying to win Josh's affection, I think it's actually a little bit more long lasting than just that. Yeah. Cause I think even like, um, even just like what he says, like she really takes to heart, especially when like, she does realize she fucks up, like, mm-hmm. certain things that are going on, and, like, she really is, like, okay, yeah, like, um, she, like, kind of storms in after she fails her driving test, um, <laughs> and, like, Brittany Murphy tells her that now she has a crush on Josh, um, and she just gets mad and, like, probably treats her, like, not in a super great way and, like, doesn't really, like, you know, she's, like, oh, no way, like, that's not gonna work, whatever, and he's straight up just, like, you, like, no, like, you, you fucked up, like, treating your friend this way kind of Mm -hmm. thing, um, and it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, you mentioned, like, it does seem deeper than her just, like, trying to change herself for this guy, because that was something I kept thinking about the more and more I was, like, working on doing this movie for the podcast, I was, like, does it feel like she's just doing this to win the guy over, and it really doesn't, and even in the end, it doesn't feel like her character changes, that much which yeah. is interesting like her, her i think at her core she stays very much the same but realizes like oh i maybe need to treat like certain people in my life differently i 100 percent degree uh, degree agree <laughs> i'm tired um i agree and i think a really great kind of like evidence mm-hmm. proof there is so in like one of the first scenes in the movie um share and Amber, who um, is, like, weirdly in her friend group, but also they hate each other. And um, they're debating about Haitian refugees. Mm, yeah. And she was like, you know, at first I was like, they should, like, if I'm planning a party and people don't RSVP, they shouldn't be able to come in. However, like, I had this thing happen where certain people RSVP'd, but way more people showed up, and so I had to change a lot of things and do things in the kitchen. But at the end of the day, it turned out okay, and it was a really good and fun time. And, <laughs> and she says this line that's like... Sociopolitical commentary. Uh-huh. And, and she has this line that's like, the Statue of Liberty doesn't say, like, RSVP. And I was like, but you get it, right? But like, you're you like, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, yeah, like, you clearly are on framework. the good. Yeah. <laughs> I can get there. She's trying to relate in whatever yeah. way, uh, you know, a rich Cali girl can relate to Haitian refugees. Yeah. There's also a thing that uh, Alicia Silverstone uh, didn't actually know how to correctly pronounce Haitians in the classroom scene. Uh, but the director told the crew not to correct her because she liked it so much and wanted it in the film. Oh, yeah. Well, how oh, does she say it? I forget. It's like Hadians. 
it is something like that. Yeah. Where I was like, I was just watching the trailer. It was some mispronunciation. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. One of the reviews I read that was like before, I guess, Emma had come out, the movie was like comparing uh, Clueless to the book Emma and saying that like it seemed like they made the character more accessible in Cher than in the book, which I find interesting. And I've never read it at all. So like I unfortunately don't know a lot. Um, But I do think that like even the movie Emma that came out a year later, like does make her pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm interested at, like, to see like what more of those um, differences are. Um, but one thing that they said was that specifically it's because you're in her head. Yeah. Um, which you're, that's the same with Emma, too, where they do the, um, you, like, hear her thoughts and, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, that is, like, interesting because I could kind of see her not coming off as accessible if you didn't have the voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and her just kind of seeming maybe, like, a little bit more, like, vapid and, like, mm-hmm. uncaring. Clueless. And, and yeah. 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 Um, two things, though, that... So, Tori, you, your big, like, opening question was about, like, feminism mm. and, and ways that this movie shows it. And I think that there's one way that this movie is still topical when it comes to... Um, conversations that we're having about feminism now and it shows it really brings to light some of these big issues but then there's also another like not necessarily scene but like relationship that I feel promotes like a really negative stereotype Mm. and so the the first instance that I'm talking about is uh, after um, a big party that they have in the valley um, Cher is being driven home by Elton Mm -hmm. and Elton basically like assaults her and um she's like no like don't do that and she gets out of the car and he just abandons her mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and then immediately after that um some guy comes up robs her at gunpoint and she like she's handling it all with a lot of grace mm-hmm. the only thing that she's seemingly upset about is that he's making her lie on the ground in her dress and she's like but this my dress and she's like whining as she's going down he's looking at her like are you kidding me i'm robbing you right now as he runs away he goes thank you (laughs) which i never noticed before but i thought but like that's a really serious issue for sure um so it's interesting that they tackled that and it was an issue then and it's still yeah sadly an issue so that came out in 95 Mm -hmm. literally more than 20 years later and we're still dealing with this and then who comes and saves the day it is paul rudd who is actually with his girlfriend that he is like dating at that time in the movie um and it's just like oh i gotta i gotta go get her like she's abandoned and it the girlfriend does not react well to that. No. But. Yeah. And they have Jesus. the best conversation in the car. Yeah. Um, they're talking about Hamlet and the girlfriend quotes Hamlet and um, <laughs> Cher had like seen the movie with Mel Gibson and she's like, Hamlet didn't say that. And she's like, uh, the, the girlfriend's like, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that he did. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, Mel Gibson played this character and he's the one that said it. And mm-hmm. Josh just laughs. Yeah. But that goes to show you like, there are so many different types of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, book smart is one, but there's a thousand others. And so, like, if you're judging someone because they're not as intelligent as you are in yeah. your category, then you're fucked. That's not right. <laughs> and finding, like, a middle ground between those two things, too, where it's like, yeah, Cher probably seems like maybe, I, I think it comes off in the movie, like, she does have her, her priority straight, but, like, she's often accused of, like, not and caring too much about, like, you know, superficial things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, ultimately, like, is very smart is like listening and is caring and all of this stuff and then you have like the ultra like intellectual um woman who's probably more of like i guess the stereotypical like feminist you would think of like in that time so it's Mm -hmm. like interesting also seeing like 
that balance and hmm. also seeing Josh react to the conversation and like <laughs> laughing and stuff uh-huh. is very funny. And when she takes um, Brittany Murphy under her wing, um, she's like, okay, so we exercise this and then we read one non-school related book a mm-hmm. week. Yeah. It's like, damn. Hell yeah. <laughs> right, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, this movie does showcase like I think a stereotype of like black men and women Mm. and so in dion and murray's relationship so dion is played by stacy dash and um she's great she calls her d and um her relationship is with donald Faison murray Mm -hmm. and like they have like a really like erratic relationship that shows both of them being like really illogical at certain points like really hot-headed and like i think that that can be a stereotype of Mm. like black couples mm-hmm. that I don't think's great. Yeah. And so there's that. And they also, oh, they say a word that's like not politically correct any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like don't even want to say it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like the non-polite word for talking about someone who has intellectual disabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, wow, things have changed so uh-huh. much where some things haven't, right? Like sexual assault mm-hmm. against women versus language that we mm-hmm. use. And, you know, it's something so small, but, like, I heard it and it was immediately, like, ooh. Yeah. There is a thing I really like, too, where, like, Cher realized, like, she's, like, kind of, like, not treated people in a great way. And she's, like, trying to be better. And she's, like, uh, just appreciating the people in her life. And Mm -hmm. there's the voiceover of her going, like, um, you know, there's, like, Christian who seems to see the beauty in everything. Yeah. And, like, and then she even talks about them as a couple. And she goes, she says something along the lines of, like, you know, they're... You know, they fight a lot, but also, like, I've seen moments where they're just, like, very nice and tender with each other. And it's, like, just, like, nice seeing her, like, go about the people in her life and, like, truly appreciating what all of them bring to the table. Um, It's also kind of interesting and, like, clueless... Christian is a guy that she's like interested in and um they go to like a show together and stuff and she has that like really funny line where he's like oh do you like um uh why am I blanking on the artist's name um Billy oh, Holiday Billy Holiday yeah Billy Holiday and she I love him yeah I love him um <laughs> which is like a really silly line but like it ends up like turning out that he's gay um which in you know obviously in the novel that is not it he's like kind of a flamboyant character but is just like another like man within society who like ends up marrying some other woman but it's like interesting even them making those little changes to try to maybe like be more inclusive and like show like other like people in that which is like kind of cool and it's so cool the way that this movie handled this character because so with you're thinking about other things that came out in the 1990s I immediately go to Friends which Paul Rudd was also in mm-hmm. and honestly and also adorable in. he was so Mike Hannigan is like the best character I'll tell you what when I was I was probably like 10 or 11 when I saw this but there's one scene with Paul Rudd and I was like that's the kind of guy that should be everywhere. So he and like Phoebe had had an argument. She's like, I don't even know you. And if you were a true pianist, you'd get up right here and do it. Cause she's like, play the piano. And he's like, there's no piano here. So he gets up and then just like pantomimes playing the <laughs> piano in front of the whole coffee shop. But anyway, I digress. But um, <laughs> it's amazing. But so in friends, the way that they handle gay characters is terrible yeah i mean the a whole joke is chandler's father being mm-hmm. um transsexual mm-hmm. and so it's like night and day with how this movie hand like how like other pop culture yeah. of the time were handling like people who were different mm-hmm. because like they do have a conversation where murray says some like 
not great things about someone who's gay. Yeah. But then Cher's immediately like, oh, that's a bummer. But okay, he's still my good friend. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. in other things, they would be the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, and I I think you're right. I think they do a good job of, like, trying to handle that stuff. Um, yeah, also, like, I feel like we didn't talk about Paul Rudd too much, but, like, um, God, like, he was, he was, like, everything. He was, like, the perfect man to me. Like, when I first saw Clueless, <laughs> I was like, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's still the perfect man. It, truly. And he's still the perfect man, yeah. Um, yeah, he's still, like, totally adorable and whatever. He's but, probably um, one of the funniest men. Like, do you, does anyone here watch Conan O'Brien at all? Uh, yeah. So you know it. Yeah. So every time Paul Rudd goes on Conan from, like, like a decade ago <laughs> promoting so I know uh, when he's promoting a movie instead of showing a, a trailer from the actual movie he shows a clip from this movie called Mac and Me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you yeah. haven't seen Mac and Me it is it's, horrible it's horrible it's rough, but yeah, it's a yeah. rip off of E.T. right yep. and yeah. so there's this one part where the kid's in a wheelchair and he's just rolling down a hill and everyone's like no and he ends up going up right off. Yeah. Oh my god. careening off a cliff and into the water and then like the E.T. alien figure pops up and is like oh and he has played it for years <laughs> and Conan's just like really really and to the point that like sometimes he'll go like he'll tee that up and then be like all right all right yeah I know I know I've been doing this a long time like let's let's you know let's let bygones be bygones I'm here being paid to promote this movie so let's watch a clip and then it's the same clip <laughs> I know and, they, and he even did it for Ant-Man so he was like yeah you know Marvel's like they're really tight about this I couldn't do it and so when, when it plays you do see a little bit of Ant-Man and then there's like one scene where they're like exiting a pipe and it immediately goes right to the <laughs> <laughs> and he um, does it twice. <laughs> uh, I was trying. To, I was trying to think. Why the fuck did I see Mac and Me? And it's because the new Mystery Science Theater uh, did Mac and Me oh, on nice. one of the episodes. Oh, so um, that's probably the most accessible way to watch that movie. Otherwise, <laughs> it's probably like unbearable. But. That's really funny. I didn't know that. I always think of him like showing up in like SNL randomly, like in the mm-hmm. background of scenes. There's one time he shows up, and I don't even think he's like supposed to be on it. I think it's like him and Bill Hader just start like making out in the scene <laughs> for whatever reason. You're just like, why are you here? But like, also, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> like, you make everything better. Does anybody watch um, Jimmy Kimmel's Celebrity Mean Tweets? No. Oh, I some when the people like post like stuff, mm-hmm. I'll like sometimes look at them because they're funny. This is something he's been doing for a while now. Of just like he'll bring celebrities on. Like Barack Obama's been on a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one oh, of my never mind. I have watched it. Yeah, is Paul Rudd. And then the celebrities read the tweets that like people tweet at them that are mean. It's so funny. And it's like, I bet Paul Rudd goes home at the end of his boring day to eat his bland <laughs> pasta with his boring wife and talk about his boring day. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like asshole. <laughs> It's yeah. funny though, like it's when I was like thinking about this and like talking about his character and stuff, I was like, I feel like it's gonna be so boring talking about this because he's just delightful. Um, <laughs> and like Garrett and I were listening to the commentary for the guest the other day because we showed it at the uh, our horror night and um, they they're talking about Dan Stevens and working with him and they're like, yeah, we haven't talked about Dan yet, but he's so great that it's boring. He's just amazing. He's great to work with. He's a great dude. Like, and that's like it. And I felt the same way where I was like, yeah, Paul Rudd's just he, fucking great. Just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I even felt that about this movie. I was like, yeah, it's just fucking it's just great. Fucking great. Also, if you want more Paul Rudd goodness, um, so I don't really watch Jimmy Fallon, but um, back before the um, like celebrity lip sync offs uh-huh. um in like, like the very beginning paul rudd does one um for um 
Don't Stop Me Now by yeah. Queen. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Really and it is good. so funny. Oh, that's amazing. It's so funny. And it's before, like, they started becoming really outlandish. So it's, like, it's very simple, but wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, I think the only thing, like, I, I want to say about this movie is uh, the very end of this movie. So if you um, have seen any Jane Austen adaptations or read any Jane Austen, um, they almost always end in a wedding. Um, every single one of them just ends in a wedding. And this movie, like, also, like, ends with that. And you hear, like, the bells or something. And she's, like, she says something like, as if, like, I'm only 16. <laughs> and so I really liked that they still, like, added a wedding at the end of it uh but it was like obviously not her they were like attending the wedding of the teachers um that got married um but i also i was like yeah like no like i'm this is not this is not like when jane austen was writing this book (laughs) like i am not i am not getting married right now um so i thought that was that was like kind of cool because i didn't really think about it in that context before and then this morning i was like oh yeah like they're kind of doing the same thing that they always do in those like movies and Mm -hmm. books so yeah yeah. And I mean, like, young girls, children were getting married at that mm-hmm. age back yeah. in the day. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't do a lot of great things in history, did they? <laughs> they certainly no. did not. I love Josh. <laughs> I love like, the fountain scene. Um, cool. <laughs> I honestly also think she probably has that moment when she's like, I love Josh. And then maybe that's a thing for a short time. I could totally just see her... Mm having that just be a moment in her life and then go move on to do, like, fucking awesome things. Like, yeah. just other yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Not have to be s- sealed in a mm-hmm. wedded marriage. <laughs> but even if Trapped. she's, like, even if she, like, they, like, you know, whatever happens, like, happy ending stuff, like, I can just totally see her still being, like, kind of this independent character and, like, doing whatever she wants to do regardless, which is, like, you know, really important in relationships, too. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I hope to someday be half the woman Cher is. <laughs> Both share the character and also share in real life. God, I'm never going to be able to dress like her. Either way, you're going to need shoulder pads. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, any other thoughts about Clueless? In the trailer, <clears throat> she types in a computer and it creates an outfit for her. Yes! And then her closet, like, rotates? Is that yeah, uh-huh. what fucking technology yeah, what is that? what kind of sorcery yeah. is... Smart House does a similar thing. (laughs) Wait, and Wish Upon a Star. I feel like the older sister in that movie is totally based on Cher. What's Cher? I feel like they have a lot of similarities because she has, I think in that movie she has a rotating closet or some kind of thing with technology and a wardrobe. Hmm. That's impressive for like a Macintosh. Well, I would like just for it to figure out, like, what do I have in my closet that looks Mm -hmm. good together? Because I'm not good at that at all. It's like I have things and somehow they match. Can I also analyze what's on the floor or is it only like what's on? Oh, like Smart House (laughs) where it like sucks up all the stuff. Sam and I also had a 90s themed sleepover this summer and we just, we (laughs) watched. It was amazing. We were like, oh, we're going to watch a bunch of Disney Channel movies. Then we watched Smart House and did MASH and (laughs) fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of like 90s, so um, I was super into Bar. Barbies back in the day, and Clueless actually made Barbies oh. of Cher, Amber, and Dion, and I had Cher and Dion, and the best thing about them is that they came with backpacks that were in the shapes yeah. of animals, and they were to fit the Barbies, but, like, you could open them and 
store shit in them. <gasps> Honestly, oh, that's man. one of the things I remember most about my childhood. What did you store childhood. in the mini backpacks? Literally garbage. Just like <laughs> nothing important. I had no I had no money back then. I had nothing worthwhile. That one um that one coin that you showed me today. <laughs> your your penny. Uh-huh. The penny that Josh gave me. Um <laughs> Uh, cool. So uh, I think that wraps up Clueless. Um, so we're going to take a short break and then we will be back with the whiteboard question. So stay tuned. in the real life. No, you didn't. What? Yeah, I totally what? forgot that. He was at a concert I was at, <gasps> and he was wearing a Blue Jays cap. And this was during the World Series. Toronto what concert Blue Jays? was it? Or no, not Toronto. Where is he from? What is some bird? A baseball team bird. I think because he's from like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, we don't have to sidetrack. Anyhow, I totally forgot God, that. You're recording this. Yeah, we got this. Oh, shit. We might as well keep going now. Keep going. No, let's, get, let's dive right so in. So welcome back. <laughs> Uh, Rod with that. Um, if you know the bird uh, that he was wearing on his head, please let us know. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to do our <laughs> a big bird question. Bird. <laughs> he had a big bird on his head. The bird just laid an egg and it stayed there and he's so nice. He's he from New Jersey. Oh, he would. If you look up what baseball team does he really like. Oh, my God. The hard-hitting question. Let's, let's go, yeah, let's we can go on. And on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tune in so, next week for the answer. So, um, for the whiteboard question, I wanted to do something that was kind of, like, on theme. And so, since um, Clueless was an adaptation of Emma, um, I wanted people to a- adapt a book or movie um, for a different, like, time and or place. Um, so, would anyone like to go first? I can go first. Sure. Um, so I'm taking Robin Hood. And we had a really terrible Robin Hood movie come out last year. I just saw that movie <laughs> on it, Sunday. Was it terrible? No. I mean, it certainly wasn't great. Because people <laughs> are saying this is like, the like it's up there with like gaudy in terms of level of terribleness. But I was going to say, like, it, did you like it or like was it good? Because those can be like, you know, different uh, things, mm, you know? I liked it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Because that's even like with Venom. Was I was like, I like this movie, but it's not good. <laughs> I, I like, it's not bad. Mm. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's not bad. Who's in it? I've, I've not heard about this. Yeah. and Jamie Foxx. Ben Mendelsohn. He's the bad guy. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, he was from Rogue One, and I was like, he looks he's like he's I mean, why adapt yeah. Robin Hood while we have the Fox Robin Hood? That's the best of all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's underwater and using the straw to, to breathe. Yeah. I'm like, that is brilliant. I was like, someday this will come in handy. Oh, uh, pool noodles. Didn't you used to do that under, like, with the pool noodles? Oh, you'd, like, try to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 you move an inch and you're drowning. That's true. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> oh, Kansas City Royals. Yes, right. <laughs> no word. We got there. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, uh, um, please tell me so, about your Robin Hood adaptation. So we've been talking a lot about, and we've all been thinking a lot about the 90s, uh, and I want it to be a um, 90s hacker parody movie called Robin Hood, but the O's are zeros. <laughs> um, and Robin Hood's not a person, but a collective of edgy 90s hackers. Oh, that's um, fun. Trying to take down the man. Um, part parody of like, they're using like 90s technology, 90s lingo. Maybe throw some like emojis in there. It's so like a cross between how technology works today, but with the 90s. So it's like Robin Hood Men They're in Tights. It's the time. Antitrust, that movie with Ryan Philippe and then the emoji movie. Yeah, sure. Maybe Pixels. Oh, that's movie. the only other good Robin Hood, Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> yeah, oh, is. yes. So good. It's fucking great. Wait, um, the Christian Slater Robin Hood is not too bad. Oh, I don't, oh. I don't know if with, I've seen it, but I, I love Christian Slater. He, he doesn't play Robin Hood. Uh, oh. Somebody plays... Uh, Ro- I, yeah. I don't know. He could be a hot Robin Hood. <laughs> so the idea of a movie coming out today that's like sort of like poking fun at like 90s technology, mm. 90s like computer lingo, what the 90s would think the future would look like. Um, while like these young, young edgy teens who are played by like 35-year-old people. With closets that you can like yes. program with your computer. That's how they get dressed every day in the future. Mm-hmm. Did you miss the memo? <laughs> <laughs> As if. Done. Um, Which uh, green shirt do I wear with little tassels at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which leather cap do I wear today? <laughs> um, so some kind of like fun. Let's go back to the nineties and. I like that idea. I maybe feel they're like... trying to stop Y two K. And the corporations want to happen. Or maybe they want Y two K to happen. Mm. I also just think that theme is like on point. You know, with mm-hmm. the uh, you know, steal from the rich. Yep. Eat the rich, whatever, you know. That's the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> just eat the rich. Just, just fucking yes. Robin Hood, eat yeah. the rich. <laughs> Coming this summer. Uh, taco Bell, eat the taco. Eat the taco. Oh. Um, I like that. I think that sounds fun. I also like just now that we have like Captain Marvel coming out and that being set mm-hmm. in the 90s, I just like the idea of like some more like 90s nostalgia stuff. Um, yeah. I feel like 80s nostalgia is mm. so like, you know big all the time which yeah. like i'm all about 80s like stuff anything that's like fucking slightly synthy i'm like all all about um <laughs> slightly yeah. synthy yeah that sounds like some kind of superhero or some yeah. kind of <laughs> that's me <laughs> ever so slight <laughs> what's your power so slightly synthy. um just coming in and playing like a sweet synth and then running away <laughs> you like distract distracting the everyone with just like a <laughs> boom and then running away <laughs> Um, so Marvel, if you want to, if you want to pick this up, this let me know. This one's free. <laughs> Just saying. Um, cool. Who would like to go next? Uh, I've got one. Um, I just thought of this just now. And based on what we were talking about earlier before, mm-hmm. um, of course, we're all familiar with the story of Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, we may also be familiar with the, I think it's, it might be late 80s or early 90s, which are basically the same thing. Um... Re- Disney reboot sort of of that story or reframing of that story via Oliver and Company. <gasps> yeah, oh. which is like yeah, the, the dogs and the cat. Me? Oliver's the cat, and, you know. Why that whole deal. I I'm gonna. T- I, I want to take uh, take that and then reverse that even further. So we're gonna take the cats and dogs from the 1990s movie about Oliver Twist back to Oliver Twist. Ooh. Ooh. So they're singing like Billy Joel songs, but you know it's also a Dickensian uh, classist hellscape. Mm. <laughs> Tagline, love it. I'm also a big fan of like historical like movies that have like more modern music in them. I think it's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> and just the, like Marie Antoinette, dogs and cats would mm-hmm. deal with Baz uh, Luhrmann's Great Gatsby, the actual Dickensian landscape. 
hellscape. Yeah. I think oh, you said. that adorable, cute. Well, orange that depends cat. on your class. Oh, sure. Oh, also, they play you call it landscape sweet. or uh, torturous hell. <laughs> they play that Bowie song in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Cool. Who Is it still animated? Um, the animals are, but everything else. Is. <laughs> oh yeah. It's also like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something. Yeah, okay. sure. Why or not? Detective Pikachu. In my head, I just immediately pictured Homeward Bound. They're like actual live animals. Yeah, just I'm not the 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 live animals, actors. but still voiced by Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, Jungle Book with John Favreau. Bring him in. Oh yeah, true. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I can go. So I thought like. Because I feel like this was also beginning the time where, like, tons of Shakespeare movies or Shakespeare plays were turned into movies. Mm-hmm. So I thought Tempest remake in space. Ooh. So Ooh. Prospero is Jeff Bezos, <laughs> who eventually has a daughter, and they, like, go on this intergalactic exploration oh, through space. They crash on Mars, and... <laughs> They find, you know, there's Caliban and Ariel already living there. They basically, like, try to take over the entire planet. And then Ferdinand, who's like, I don't know, some fucking cyborg? rich person in space. Oh, okay. I, pff, cyborg. Let's yeah, say sure, Ferdinand's cyborgs. a cyborg. <laughs> he comes. You know, shit happens. There's some, like, space storms that happen. Storms. You just told me a little while ago you didn't have an answer for this yet. <laughs> you come up with that. This is what happens when the day has ended an hour before it actually has ended. I'm glad I talked about Jeff Bezos earlier. It's a really, like, set the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, like, trying to think of, like, billionaires who... He doesn't have a child. And I was like, what billionaires oh, have that's children? Oh, if he had a kid. Alexa is his child. So, yeah, fine. Alexa True. can be his... Yeah. Is Ale- does Alexa play a role? Alexa actually could be Ariel. Who's oh, like the sprite? Yeah, right, right, right. That's pretty good. I like that. Fuck that. Nice. Yeah. All right, Amazon oh, yeah. Studios. Amazon, Amazon Studios. <laughs> Come on. Amazon just like sues you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos needs the money because of that divorce. <laughs> He's going to sue this fucking podcast <laughs> for the pennies we're worth. I have one euro penny that's worth 1.1 pennies. I've got an Amazon gift card. Will that do any good? <laughs> hey. Funding's funding, you know? True. I love that. Um, So, one of my favorite short stories ever is The Yellow Wallpaper. Ooh, Ooh, hell Um, yeah. So, for those of you who are not familiar... That's me. um, And how many of our listeners? Um, So, this couple moves into a new house. Um, Most of the house is nice, but there's one kind of attic bit that's a little bit in disrepair. Um, Or not really. It's We have a sort of unreliable narrator, um, and they decide to use that as a nursery. But one thing that happens while the the narrator is pregnant is that she starts to really, like, have some, like, hormonal imbalances, um, emotional problems, um... The, you kind of get the feeling that she's into some kind of like severe depression and she basically is stuck in this room with like very little visits from her 
family and her friends. Well, they're giving her the rest cure, which is yeah. like you have to like lay around all day mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. eat a bunch of stuff. And that's how they treated like hysteria and other types of, yeah. of things. And yeah. that's straight out of Jane Austen. Yeah. yeah. And so um, she's she's going slowly insane mm-hmm. because she's not moving. She's not doing anything. She's not talking to anybody. And her husband's the fucking worst. Yeah, he is the worst. <laughs> and she starts to see figures mm-hmm. and stories in the wallpaper. And she starts to think that it's mocking her. And so at the end of the story is her just in a total psychotic episode ripping apart the wallpaper. And it's like a story that really resonates with me. And I love it so much. So I would put that into um, modern times. Mm. But I would like focus it more on this idea of postpartum depression. Because I think that's one thing about a woman's experience with pregnancy that we still don't understand. And men certainly don't understand. (laughs) And so um, even like... Even if everything goes right with the pregnancy, like women can still have postpartum depression. It's because your fucking hormones are all yeah, in you balance. You just had another living being come out of you. Like, Jesus. <laughs> right. And your body goes from making enough nutrients for both of you yeah. to like suddenly only one. Yeah. Your, and like you yourself is like, oh, what happened? And so like I would have like the same story but set in modern time Mm. around postpartum depression and like the big thing being understanding women's mental and physical health Mm. because i'll tell you what like it is 2019 and we still don't know a damn thing about women's body like i have i like countless traumatic experiences with doctors because they have no idea about anything Mm -hmm. when it comes to women and anything else i had a doctor literally tell me the woman's body is a mysterious thing (laughs) i am not kidding you (laughs) isn't that that is a crazy Isn't thing. That fucking oh, wow. insane. Mm-hmm. That's I like hate doctors Jesus. because mm. of my traumatic experience. And so like I want to create this to highlight the shit that we all go through. Mm. God, mm. yeah. I I think that's great. Who would you want to star in your movie? Oh shit. Come back to me. I'll yeah, think yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. What I like about that too is that uh story's based off like a real um like a, the author's experience having the rest cure and like she references oh, a I real psychiatrist that. during the time who like was a piece of shit <laughs> um yeah which is like interesting i forget what his name is but like she like actually says his name and he was like a real person and i was like yeah girl you like make money off you this go. fucking piece of shit mm-hmm. um doxing him yeah exactly um cool so um Mine is, like, only, like, a, a half thought, uh, but I've been going through the Nightmare on Elm Street um, series um, recently, and I was thinking about setting that in, like, 18th century, like, <laughs> yes! England. Yeah. Um, which, like, also partially came from an idea, um, the, if you've seen, um... Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is the last of like the original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he oh, that was kind actually of... kind of an addition. They they capped it with Freddy's Dead. I yeah, guess, really. yeah. And then they're but... like, uh, <clears throat> never mind. Uh, I mean, but like the whole the whole kind of like plot behind it is it's like super meta. But Wes Craven himself is like in the movie explaining how um, Freddy is like this kind of. Um, this being that like if you stop telling the stories about him that's when he becomes real and so it's this whole thing about like storytellers and how important Mm. they are or else like you know these like things just like come alive um and like even like references it like i feel like there's a part where he's just like yes like back back in the day and i just like the idea of like when you've these (laughs) immemorial yeah right (laughs) 
Um, yeah, like cave drawings of like a fucking claw hand or something. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. Um, a flashlight in the trailer, like a flashlight goes over a cave drawing. Uh-huh. Hey, Adam and Eve, watch this. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> But I also like the idea of, like, it being set in, like, a time um, really detached, like, from from this and also, like, in a time where, like, science isn't really a thing and, like, yeah. logical explanations. So I just feel like the religious explanations for, like, the dreams and what's happening would be fucking mm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, like, that'd be, like, kind of an interesting thing to delve into. What if it was, like... A TV show series where it's like Freddy is in Puritan New England. Freddy's in ancient Rome. Freddy is in like Freddy and Puritan thing where like uh, the woman is like considered to be like hyster- hysterical because they don't understand science and things yeah, religious. So yeah. she's being like burned at the stake and she goes unconscious, but that allows Freddy to go into the world and punish everyone and save Whoa. her. Oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 you've got boom. an opening oh, sequence right there. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, Freddy through time. That's the name. <laughs> it's it's time cat, but it's time Freddy Krueger. Every era has an Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> they put the first um, street pole. In. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like it just pans up and you see a sign that says Elm Street, and you're like, nothing else is like but this. Like, but like, it's like the Romans building the first highway. Oh, I love this idea. Elm. Just like hieroglyphics <laughs> that translate to Elm Street. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So yeah, what's Graven? Um, give me money. Um, let's and do rest this. in peace. <laughs> oh. I know, R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, like this would be a good way to honor him, right? Ele- elemental Freddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, elemental Freddy. He's everywhere. I uh, I thought of someone who would be my lady in the movie. Oh, okay. Ruth Nega. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who? I sorry, I'm terrible with names, but the um, did you see Preacher by any chance? Yes. Is she in Loving? She is in Loving. She yeah. was great in Preacher. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like her a lot. Oh yeah, yeah cool. okay, yeah. That's great too because I'm like I would love to see her in more things. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, yeah. That's a good call. I'm into that. Cool. Well, thanks everyone. Um, any anything anyone wants to like plug or talk about before we wrap up stuff? I feel like we should edit out that Puritan Freddy, Freddy and Ty. That's a really good idea, and someone's gonna steal it. <laughs> well, you heard it first here. Copyright, so. copyright, 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 copyright. Because when you say it, it's real. Yeah, that's, that's how this works. <laughs> that's how it works. Thank you very yeah. much. Duh. Any nothing? So it's just me. No, yeah, I guess not. I'll plug uh, our friend Alyssa, her art page, Alyssa Arts. Um, working on cool stuff. Find her on Facebook. Launch Instagram soon. Check cool. it out. That giraffe was so good, though. It's a cool giraffe. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing more colorful, colorful paintings. I know. I also feel like I'm since I'm trying to get more serious about Letterboxd, and I know Connor and Sam mm-hmm. are also on Letterboxd, um, just finding us potentially, Tori Potenza on Letterboxd. I'm trying to like at least like put down all the movies that I've been seeing, and hopefully we'll be writing more like in-depth reviews. Um when I have time. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know what Letterboxd is, it's an app, I guess also a website too, where you can like log what movies. Yeah, it's like Goodreads for movies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and people have like already like commented on some reviews and like liked some of my reviews and whatnot. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so definitely check those out and 
see what the butter team is watching. Um, I also have my uh, chill and kill horror nights that I do. Uh, the next one's going to be in April. And because I'm going to be away for the first weekend, um, it'll be the 14th, which is unfortunately the first night of Game of Thrones. But you can just always watch it. I'll give you my HBO Go password. Come to the horror movie night instead. Um but yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. I think I might do um, House um, from, it's the Japanese house, uh, which is oh, fucking crazy. Oh, okay. um, yes, I am just going to show every season of House. That is a horror. <laughs> on April 14th. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely check that out too. Um, and of course, follow us on all of the social medias, right? We got, mm-hmm. I assume we have a Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but. At yeah. Butter with that one. LinkedIn, uh, Zanga, MySpace. Check them out. Yes, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. The, the Download us on your Zune player. The book, the gram. Um, also, Connor always keeps trying to plug our email. But no one us. has sent us an email. Butter with that podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. I have received, so. I, sh- I perhaps I shouldn't share this, but um, my phone account, my, my phone number is attached to our account. And I've gotten several texts from people that are like, let me promote you. And I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know it's attached to our account? Maybe they just want to promote you as a person. Because it's, it's just Sam. Because no, I, I, I put it. To the, I'm gonna immediately change this. Um, <laughs> you should have shared the song. I know, but it's a funny story. <laughs> Let me right. promote you, baby. <laughs> I would love if Letterbox sponsored us. Yeah, right. Yeah, do give give us money. That's yeah, Letterbox. It, it always. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> we accept gift cards, cash, Amazon links. Yeah, Amazon mm-hmm. links. Just that, nothing gross, or we will put your number online. Yeah, I'll <laughs> fucking shame you. We will end you. You text me, I'll kill you. <laughs> Unless you're my friend, then Sam that's different. Text still. <laughs> and on that note, um, everyone have a lovely evening or morning or wherever you're listening. To uh, this enjoy Captain time. Marvel if you're seeing. Oh, never mind. The way time works. Uh, oh yeah, true. I, I mean, people will. I mean, it'll be out for a while. Yeah, people will still be seeing. If the you movie. enjoyed it, yeah. let us know. I think I'll out. be seeing it this weekend. Same. So yeah, we can talk about that at a different time. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, check us out next week for more ninety shit. Okay, bye. Bye. Now we're going to get sued by HBO. (laughs) It would be an honor to be sued by all of these big corporations. (laughs) We can just frame everything. Every lawsuit paper. (laughs) The cease and desist letter. Lawsuit paper. (laughs) (laughs) 